Welcome everyone to Strictly Jojo, a podcast dedicated to Jojo's bizarre adventure. My name is Courtney. This is episode 76 and we're reviewing part 6, Stone Ocean, Heavy Weather 3. As always, there'll be spoilers for this episode and anything that's happened in the Jojo anime. Localized title, as it has been the last two episodes, Weather Heavy Forecast 3. Um, and yeah, it's time. It's time for me to face the reality, to face weather reports fate the heaviest of weathers in these three <laughs> heavy weather episodes i've been loving it i've loved talking about weather report and having episodes dedicated to him and as much as this one is dedicated to him as well it's going to be really bittersweet to talk about his demise because as i've shared he is my favorite joe bro from stone ocean but i knew this was coming I read the manga, I was bracing for impact, and now it's time. But before we get into that, we have a couple of things we want to cover. First and foremost, we actually have a meme that we missed from the last episode. Yes, yes we do. Thanks to a listener who is on our Discord and shared this in this Strictly JoJo channel. Yes, so this comes from our uh, Discord member Dano or Dano, where they reached out to let us know that um, what we missed was more of a, I guess, like a newer meme, and it has to do with the One Piece film Red. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't I watch just, One Piece. <laughs> I, I know the character's name is Chopper, but I didn't realize it was from the, the film, which makes sense. I could be wrong, though. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense because the, the film just recently came out. Uh, but yeah, I, I have no idea where, you know what, I'm, I'm going to look it up really quick where this chopper meme came from. Well, Dano's message in uh, our Discord said, I think you missed this meme. I've seen this quite a lot while sc scrolling on Reddit. And it's specifically the part where Poochie runs over to Perla's body um, and gets confirmation that she has died and screams and cries while looking up towards the sky. And it's drawn pretty pretty funny when i'm watching it in a or looking at it in a still image and this apparently is a similar meme to the chopper crying meme that made its rounds on reddit and twitter when i'm guessing when the film came out if that's where it came from it's not from the film i Oops. am on knowyourmeme.com <laughs> it's from the ninth one piece movie called episode of chopper plus bloom in winter miracle sakura oh what the fuck so, <laughs> it's one of those things like it's it's media that's been resurrected from the past and and, and put in meme form, kind of like the like SpongeBob memes. Wait, are we that. sure this isn't the Boruto crying face? I know that too was also brought up recently. Oh, that's a different one. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. similar similar energy here, have, but just all ugly. three of them. Yeah, have that similar crying face. <laughs> so there you go. That is a meme that we missed. We will share screenshots of this in the Discord so you guys can witness it as well. And yeah, I mean, Poochie's crying face is it's up there. That's that's pretty. I don't want to say ugly because it's well drawn. It just looks weird. <laughs> I mean, everyone ugly cries at some point. That's so. true. It was a very emotional moment for Poochie. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Dano, for bringing that up. Yes, thank you so much. And as always, guys, if we ever miss any memes, as especially as we go through Stone Ocean, because memes tend to pop up sporadically as a new JoJo part is airing, always reach out and let us know. Moving on from JoJo memes to JoJo references, because there was a JoJo reference, at least in the normie world, uh, with our JoJo News of the Week, and that's with the American 
TV game show Jeopardy. I haven't watched Jeopardy in, in years. Neither have I. But it looks like for their most recent episode, or, or one of their most recent episodes uh, this season, season 39, episode 96, which aired on January 23rd, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was referenced in one of the, I guess you'd call, you'd call them answers that were given on the board. And this is this was under the category TV connectors for 1000. And 1000 is usually the most difficult answer that you have to answer in the form of a question, if you know how the format of Jeopardy goes. And so the answer was JoJo's Bizarre Blank Time, which of course the, the question would be, what is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure slash Adventure Time? Yes. <laughs> and unfortunately, the contestants did not get, none of them answered this. Um, if that's so, supposed to be the hardest category, man, any we would be like, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> um, although the, the, I guess, interim host for Jeopardy, Ken Jennings, who is like known for like having the most or one of the most consecutive wins on the show, uh, he said that his kids love this show. So well, his be... <laughs> kids have great taste. <laughs> yeah, and they're also fucking weak. So, uh, but yeah, a clip of this part of Jeopardy was shared on the JoJo's Bizarre Encyclopedia Twitter. So we will share that tweet to that video in the Discord, so you can see this travesty yourself—the travesty of them not knowing the answer to this question. And if you want to join the Discord but haven't done so yet, the link to join is in the description for this episode. All right. As much as I want to stall talking about the demise of Weather Report, we got to do it. We, we got we to gotta talk about his final moments, which I think were pretty fucking epic. This was a very high-intensity episode, and I have to say as like wonky or stilted as some of the episodes have looked in Stone Ocean. The animation for this weather report arc, especially this final episode, was gorgeous. Not every frame, not every moment, but for the most part, I thought it was really clean. And what a nice way to send off a weather report. Yeah, I can't argue the quality of animation of this episode. It's just that thinking of the battlefield itself, it... It didn't feel epic that it's Poochie and Weather Report. It's a battle, a battle of brothers, and it's just happening on a on a Florida street. Yeah, and like a radius of like ten feet, because <laughs> yeah. neither of them can really move <laughs> freely. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like we know that Weather Report is is out for Poochie's blood, and I think he takes that literally <laughs> in in this episode with with the blood spikes, uh, but. I don't know. I feel like I was just expecting a little bit more out of the fight. Um, and I think the other thing about it is going back to heavy weather, it seems like the snails are a lie with the way that Poochie is explaining heavy weather's ability. So that kind of made it a little bit more confusing. Um, just, I mean, understanding how that works, but... Obviously, it, we're we as JoJo fans are just geared towards seeing the one-uppances of of these characters as they battle each other. Yeah, so I guess two comments there. First, on the battle not feeling as epic, maybe as it should have when with a climactic battle like this. Um, I I agree. Again, if you think about the 
the fight at its most basic level. It really is just two dudes fighting it out in a street fight. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> on on a street with a car nearby and snails all over the place. But props to Iraqi and David Production for taking something so small, so minor, and making it so grand, which we've seen plenty of times in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Iraqi can always find a way to take the most mundane things and make them into really grand spectacles for his audience. True. The other comment is on the snails. You're right. I mean, it's it, this is super confusing. And, and we've had a lot of confusing pieces come up in Stone Ocean. But of all of them, this one is almost the most nonsensical, where it's clearly not rooted in like true real life stuff. Like Rocky does a pretty good job of trying to draw from real life references or phenomenons when he's creating his stands or different things that happen to the um, the Joe Bros. But here it's like this one was more of a stretch. So it's not there's nothing wrong with that. It's a work of fiction. He can do whatever he wants. But when you have this um, pretty high consistency of rooting things in reality or drawing inspiration from reality, when we get something like this, it is a bit of a breakaway. It feels very different. Yeah, for some reason, this reminds me of the film Christopher Nolan's film Interstellar, where I think a lot of that was deeply rooted in science and that I'm not going to spoil the climax of it, but you can tell the way that the, the climax plays out, it took a little bit of creative license. And I, I thought Interstellar was a great film, but seeing that kind of took me out of the story a little bit. And yeah. that's how I kind of feel with learning how exactly heavy weather's abilities work yeah i agree it's a good analogy because i remember reading that they consulted actual scientists for the vast majority of the movie except for the the climax or the ending and i agree i feel like the climax of the ending while still good was the one part that felt a little bit disjointed it felt a little bit different from the rest of what we would experience in that film so it's it's just a natural i think reaction when you're kind of deviating from what is norm in a show so it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I still think it was creative. I still think it was interesting and it was unique. And I had no clue where they were going with it when Poochie emerged from snails. I'm like, how? How is he able to do any of this? So we got an explanation, which is great. Whether or not it actually makes sense, um, that's a whole, a whole separate thing. Yeah, because then you have to consider, like, if it's not real, and maybe we'll talk about this later, how the stand users that were affected by heavy weather, like Jolene or Hermes or Emporio or even Versus, how they were able to navigate under this hallucination if they thought they were being confined to the body of a snail. Well, it's kind of the same concept with any stand. Couldn't you argue that any stand's ability isn't real? I mean, some of them are. If, you're, if your fucking legs get chopped off, they're not just going to suddenly go back to normal. Like they're going to be chopped off regardless. But there are some stands out there where things happen that could be argued as like never having happened at all. Like think about baby stand and going into that dream world. That could mm -hmm. be an argument like that's all just in your head. And and yeah. But we'll certainly dive more into it when we get to that part of the episode. But yeah, I would say just as an overall thought I loved it as much as I hated watching Weather Report die. I thought it was a beautiful send-off for him. And the end of the episode really drew out some emotion from me. I felt the pain that the Joe Bros went through, especially after Foo Fighters' demise. I almost felt like Foo Fighters' demise 
came and went a little more subtly than weather reports. So it's nice to have a Joe Bro who had a, a good amount of mourning happening with with the uh, the Joe Bros around him. Yeah, I mean, the, the writing was pretty much on the wall with this being a three-episode arc centered on weather report that he was going to meet his demise. It's just that we didn't know how it was going to happen, especially at the beginning of this episode where he tells Anasui, once I deal with Pucci, you have to kill me. But then it's ultimately Pucci who ends up killing Weather Report himself and goes on to continue his master plan. Uh, but yeah, re- regardless, it it is a, a very sad death, and it only just amplifies the stakes of Jolene's mission to stop Pucci. And that's what I kind of appreciate with Stone Ocean is that essentially like no character is safe. Whereas, like, previous JoJo parts, you had maybe a, a couple of deaths within the Joe Bros. Uh, but this one, like, I, I think there's more weight to it. Yeah, I mean, literally, no one is safe, including Jolene and Jotaro, <laughs> right. which we'll get to when we get to it. Um, one other thing I wanted to to mention is around Anasui and Weather Report's relationship. This is truly the first time, this arc is the first time we're seeing Anasui and Weather Report really work together. We got some pepperings of this at the beginning of this third core, but before that, we had never seen Anasui and Weather Report in action. And here... I, I'm just like eating up the bro moments between the two of them. You've got Anasui who um, is rooting so hard for Weather Report to win the entire fight. And even Weather Report, when Anasui gets hurt or gets controlled by Poochie, he freaks out about his friend, you know, being under Poochie's control. And I always forget that they knew each other, I'm guessing long before Jolene arrived because they knew each other through Emporio. So it's it's nice to see what their relationship is actually like. I mean, I'm sure it's not a true representation because Anasui's a bit weary of Weather Report in the beginning now that he has his memories back and Weather Report is asking Anasui to kill him so that the snails can come to an end and that's like a lot to deal with. But I think the underlying tone here is that the two of them care about each other, they trust each other, and they're rooting for each other. I just wish we got more of that beforehand. Um, it, it feels like there there could be an OVA out there that fleshes out Weather Reports and Anasui's friendship because uh, I'm pretty sure the only other time we see them interact is when they're in Emporio's room, burning down the house, of the ghost room, um, but they're only whispering to each other and then Anasui leaves the room. Uh, but, I mean, like I don't think you need enough context to see, like you said here, that these two are, are definitely Jobros and... It just makes it all the more solemn to see Anasui's friend bite the dust. Isn't bite the dust Yoshikage Kira's stand? Yes. Wow, (laughs) you caught that JoJo reference. But all right, JoJo fans, this episode may make you clutch your perlas, but let's go ahead and dive her down into our synopsis and discussion for Part 6, Episode 32, Heavy Weather 3. After Weather Report implores Hisoka Sui to turn on friendly fire in the event that heavy weather turns into a torrential downpour warning, the prison posse pair become privy to Poochie Ganger's pitfall as the perilous priest gets his brother to break in them ankles and forces Hisoka Sui to taste the slimy rainbow. Turns out that Poochie knows the secret to his sibling's sinister stand, where if you can't see it, you can't be it, preventing him from becoming a ministerial mollusk. Weather Report counters his unrighteous brother 
by serving up some spiky sanguine sangria, causing the siblings to be intoxicatingly intertwined. But before he can beat his brother into a boundless blackout, Escar Jolene and company end up crashing the Poochie party, inadvertently allowing Poochie Gangier to make Weather Report the newest member of the Donut Gang, and fatally forcing Versus to cover up his tracks. With only a stand disc left behind as a memento of Weather Report's turbulent legacy, the prison posse nevertheless mourns the loss of their puffy-haired prison partner, for this is one casualty that will be definitely hard to weather. And now on to our next segment of the show, is that a music and or fashion reference, where we document any and all nods, homages, and tributes that this extraordinary anime makes to the ordinary world of music and or fashion. But alas, there are none for this episode. Well, now it's time for the JoJo meme rundown, where we list each new JoJo meme that appeared in this episode. And there are none. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but if we missed any, let us know, and we'll, we'll shout you out, just like we did with our Discord member, Dano. The episode starts off with Jolene, Hermes, Emporio, and Versus Mm -hmm. in the car heading to find Weather Report because Jolene can sense Weather Report and Poochie up ahead near each other. So I guess it's like a bit of like a a tiny spoiler, like, oh, by the way, Poochie's over there too. (laughs) But we'll get that pretty quickly when we switch over to Anasui and Weather Report where they're still confronting each other about how they handle Weather Report's request. And that request is for Anasui to kill Weather Report once Poochie has been killed by Weather Report um, so that the weather phenomenon of snails and rainbows can actually come to an end. Weather Report does say that he feels this phenomenon is happening as a sort of representation of the dark side of his heart. And he knows he has no control over it. Um, therefore, he's like, honestly, the only way to end it is to end me. He does also comment in saying that he feels bad for everyone who's turning into a snail. But part of him kind of enjoys what's happening here because he's so broken and over life and is so misanthrope based on what Poochie had put him through. So there's this like duality of weather report where he's like, I, I'm a good person. And, you know, I was initially a good person and I care about these people and I feel terrible this is happening and I can't do anything to stop it. But the other side of me is just so apathetic about everything that I don't care if I die. I don't care if these people die. I don't care if the entire world turns into snails. I'm just over it. Right, because all he cares about is just getting to see Perla again. And his stand is preventing him from doing so. But if I remember correctly, Uchi was able to stop this snail phenomenon previously just by removing weather reports uh, memory disk yes and so that that was kind of my theory in the last episode was that the snails are happening due to weather reports anger so i think weather report also saying the same thing in this episode plus poochie getting the snails to stop by taking away his memories removing that part of him that has all that anger I think leads us to believe that the snails are only happening because of his emotions. But that also shows how dangerous Weather Report could be if he, ex- if he experiences some extreme emotion, what kind of phenomenon could happen? Even if it's a happy emotion, does that mean the sun is going to shine 10 times harder and everyone's going to burst into flames? Who knows? Because then I was thinking you could just punch the disc out of the memory disc out of Weather Report's head. But then 
even as soon as you reinsert it, I think the anger will start flooding back again. Well, so. that's a good question because we have seen that multiple times where like Hermes or Foo Fighters or someone has punched an enemy so hard that the white snake disc pops back out. But haven't those all been discs that did not originally belong to those people? Because if Weatherport is getting his disc returned to him, those are his original memories. So I would assume that the disc would no longer exist until Pucci creates a new disc because the disc has returned to its rightful owner. Because mm. by that concept, like, could you just punch anybody and expect like their memories to pop out in disc form? No, like Pucci would have had to have created a disc at some point. So I could be wrong. You know, maybe maybe my theory is incorrect. Like once a disc, always a disc. But my thought is like once a disc and return to the owner, the disc ceases to exist. Yeah, I guess it was mostly stand discs that were popping out of those enemies' heads. So not necessarily their memories. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it doesn't even matter because Puthi, uh, not Pooch, <laughs> Weather Report has his own, own death wish. And I, I doubt he would want to continue existing even if he had the chance to kill Poochie and took that chance. And when Weather Report senses Poochie nearby, or maybe right before that, he does share with Anasui that his only hope for staying alive is to end Poochie, to to get his revenge. Um, but then he also says that he wants to destroy Poochie to avenge Foo Fighters and for everything that he's put Jotaro through or Jolene's father through. And so then Anasui and Weather Report team up to take on Poochie. This is important, though, because Weather Report... Despite every everyone on Poochie's side saying Weather Report's going to become your enemy now that he's got his memories back and he's not the same person, it seems like to me he never forgot who he had become as a Joe Bro, you know, while his memories were gone. And again, he said he'd kill Poochie, but not only for himself this time, but for everything that he's done to his friends. Alas, that uh, that high is short lived when they approach the car to see if Poochie's inside, and then Weather Report's leg gets chopped off. Yeah, <laughs> that, that came out of nowhere. I loved that, though, especially in the manga, because it's completely unexpected. You could figure that Poochie was probably not going to be in the car. That would be too easy of a reveal. But for Weatherport's leg to be sliced off and then Poochie to emerge from the snails that everyone thought meant you would also turn into a snail if you touched them, that was a really, really cool entrance for Poochie into this fight. Up until this point, Anasui had been doing his best to avoid the, the rainbows and avoid turning into a snail. But when Poochie starts saying, I know how to stay unaffected by the snails, I know how to overcome the situation, he like strategically steps away from the car so that a, a rainbow reflects into Anasui's eyes and then he starts to become a snail. Is that right? Um... I don't know if he was holding something in his hand, like a a, a mirror, uh, like a handheld mirror, but it could have been the reflection off the car, but something that, yeah, caused Anasui to see the rainbow and then taste the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a big hint as to how Poochie is able to bypass the rainbows and the snails. But Poochie's not really worried about it because he says he prefers to keep Weather Report alive in order to use the snails as a way to stop his enemies just long enough for, what is it, the new moon or for the um, the green baby to take effect and for heaven to open up. So he's using it as a nice distraction because everyone is literally physically slowing down. 
Well, this makes me think back to the the episode where Jolene and Hermes try to avoid the effects of of the rainbow, but since it doesn't even matter, like as if they just take a glimpse at the rainbow, that means they would have started transforming anyways. But is it because they're stand users that the effect was taking shape over a longer course of time? I think so. I mean, they did say that as stand users, they're more um, like impervious to the effects. But with Anasui looking at the rainbow or reflecting into his eye, I mean, Jolene and Hermes were looking directly at rainbows, but they weren't changing. Hmm. Oh, maybe there's like a, a strange inconsistency there. So then begins Anasui as the fucking best cheerleader ever. I love everything that he does to support Weather Report. So as a fucking real one, he uses Diver Down to give Weather Report another leg so that he can go and attack Poochie. Anasui could have done something for himself in this moment, right? Like he's turning into a snail. He's slowing down. He could use Diver Down to manipulate his body to overcome the snail situation. But instead, he uses Diver Down to help Weather Report out because he knows that ultimately this is Weather Report's fight. And Weather Report is probably the one most motivated to kill Poochie and is most likely to actually get the job done. So he reminds Weather Report that Poochie's stand isn't a power type like his own. So he has the advantage. And then all of that's great up until Anasui gets hit by another rainbow, which causes Diver Down to stop working temporarily. And then there's that moment where Weather Report collapses on his severed leg and you kind of hear like a thud noise. And I'm like, damn, that looks painful. Can you imagine? Falling on your own severed leg? Yeah, because <laughs> Weather Report is standing up and then Diver Down suddenly disappears or stops working. So mm -hmm. he falls because he loses his balance. But it looks like he's falling almost like, how do I explain this? Like just like straight down. Like if you were to land on your knee. But instead, he's mm. landing on the stub of his leg. I can't imagine how bad that hurt. Yeah. Although his, his severed leg wouldn't feel it anymore. Yeah, but the stump of his leg would. Yeah. Where it was cut off. Yeah. True. That shit was, would hurt. I was just making a stupid comment. Oh. <laughs> and then finally, Poochie reveals how the fuck he's not turning into a snail. And I'm just going to try to di dissect all of this. But he is saying that the rainbows work similarly to subliminal messaging on the subconscious. Therefore, this this like weather phenomenon is like a subliminal message on everyone's souls, turning them into snails. Is is that like what you caught from this? Yeah, I mean they have the example where it's a, a film that has a single frame that is advertising like soft drinks and you know, th that might cause someone to subconsciously think of getting a soft drink in the middle of a film. Um, so yeah, I, I think it pretty much works the same way. As as soon as you see it, then it'll just make something click in your head. And the thing that's clicking in everyone's heads now is just, you know, where everyone's turning into snails. But it's not actually happening. See, I thought it was actually happening. I thought it was subliminal messaging on everyone's souls as in their souls were turning. Their their physical manifestation was actually becoming snails because the subliminal messaging was like reworking their subconscious, reworking their souls to make them become that. But I also see what you're saying where in the theory of subliminal messaging, you're not like physically changing yourself. Your mind just thinks, I want a can of soda now. 
or I want whatever it is they're subliminally trying to convey to me. So I could mm -hmm. see it going either way, although I don't know if that would explain everything that's going on with those like snail eating ants and how some of the snails- Beetles. What? They were beetles. Beetles. <laughs> they look like ants. I don't know. <laughs> um, or why some of the people, like their shells are empty because those ants had eaten them. I mean, the beetles had eaten them. <laughs> yeah. I, I was reading several different Reddit posts online where people were just arguing, are the snails real or are the snails a lie? And like what I surmise from all of that is that these these snails and the phenomenon that everyone is experiencing isn't real. I think the way I can kind of visualize this is, you know, like when people like take marijuana or any sort of hallucinogen and they think that they're a sort of creature and then they start acting like that creature. You see, like I that's how I envision this happening where cuz going back to before when I asked how how are Jolene and Hermes, like, if none of this is actually happening to them, they're not transforming into snails, how are they moving in, in a similar manner to snails? And I think it's because they're hallucinating that their bodies have actually turned into snails. But then, are you saying the beetles are also not real? That's, <laughs> that's the plot hole. Like, why, why are these beetles here? But I guess... Because, oh, you know, I was going to say uh, those kinds of beetles are just attracted to wherever they find snails. But if there are no snails, then there are no beetles. I don't know. Araki forgot in that sense. It kind of reminds me of, I don't remember the name of the stand or the stand user, but in part three, the stand that makes Jotaro and Polnareff into a kid or into kids, like it reverses their aging. Mm -hmm. is that all mental or is that physical <laughs> we don't need to talk about i guess we don't have to like actually break that down yeah. now but it just kind of poses the same idea here you have a stand that is transforming people but when the stand stops working or the stand is gone suddenly they revert back and they're totally fine so was it even real to begin with Ooh, i don't know but either way Pucci says that he saw a blind woman back in the 80s when this first happened who went totally unfazed by the snails because she couldn't see them. So he assumed that if he removed the ability to use his own eyesight using discs, that he would not succumb to the snails either. And he was correct. But it also kind of just makes me wonder too, um, you know, if it's all a mental game anyway, if he thinks hard enough, could he just become a snail? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess he could. And then he goes and chops off Weather Report's other leg, you know, adding insult to injury. It's just, it's a it's a brutal scene for Weather Report, and there's no option for him but to crawl this entire time for the rest of the fight. And I think there, it's around this point that Pucci makes a, a religious text reference um, where he's basically saying, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, Weather Report. But he phrases it by saying, Domine quo vadis, and then following that up with you shall be crucified uh there is a yeah there is a religious uh undertone to this of, of obviously uh domine quo vadis is latin for lord where are you going and it's something that saint peter in christian theology he is reported to have said when seeing a vision of christ right before saint peter's own crucifixion where he's trying to i think avoid his own crucifixion 
and Christ says to him, I'm going to Rome to be crucified again. I think the symbolism here, that at least that I see, is that Pooch, as much as like St. Peter feels like a, a successor to Christ, I think Pucci here is almost establishing that by saying Domine Quo Vadis, he is the true successor to Dio, and that's why he's kind of carrying out this work. But him being a priest, I think he just wanted to to recite that line to 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 bring back his priestliness to everybody. And I'm sure Weather Report and Honestly were sitting there like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I believe after this point, Weather Report begins his own rebuttal against Pucci with the blood spikes. But before we get into that, I wanted to briefly bring up the eye catch for this episode, which are the stand stats for Pucci's stand itself, White Snake. And these are pretty interesting stats because destructive power is unknown, speed is at D, range is unknown, durability is A, precision and accuracy is unknown, and development potential is unknown. I know previously we've had stands where the stats for each category have been NA. So this is a unique situation where we don't know exactly what White Snake's abilities and strengths are. Which is weird because we've seen so much of him up until this point. You think that they would just tell us. I don't know what revealing it would really change because we've gotten a good glimpse at what White Snake is capable of. Mm-hmm. I could see for Pucci's future iteration or stand iterations doing some unknowns or some question marks because those are very briefly introduced to us. But uh, yeah, I don't know what the what the decision was for that. Yeah, I don't know if this is White Snake post the the Green Baby uh, transformation thing, um, and and that's why these stats aren't sure exactly what the readout is. Uh, but I would I think I would have to look at a if there was ever a previous stand stat for White Snake that was released in Part Six, um, and kind of compare and contrast. Well, there is a new move that White Snake has, which I'll touch on in just a second here. But before that, as you had mentioned, we do see Weather Report saying that while the weather phenomenon that's happening with the snails is something he can't control, there is something that he can control with his stand, and that's freezing his blood on the ground into spikes, making it difficult for Pucci to continue moving without actually being able to see anything. So then enters, I am assuming, one of Pucci's new abilities, which is piercing Anasui's neck and controlling him, or at least attempting to control him. What the hell was that all about? Yeah, I feel like Araki just tacked this ability onto White Snake because we we seen before that. I think in the the whole Green Baby arc, um, White Snake had disguised himself as Weather Report, and that there was no precedent for that. Um, so it's more so, I think here. Uh, out of convenience for you know Pucci to be able to s- circumvent walking through the spikes without using his eyes. And Anasui overcomes this very quickly in in an attempt to trick Pucci. But then that makes me think: Was Anasui ever mind controlled in the first place, or was he just kind of going along with it? <laughs> Kind of like a like a placebo or something. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is Weather Report panics and, and cries out to Anasui and he's worried about his friend. So that that was that was nice of him. But yeah, I don't know. He like controls, Pucci controls Anasui 
and out of nowhere, Anasui just straight up tricks Poochie by saying that, oh, you know, I, I, I'm only able to see spikes on the ground, but I missed one that's actually on your chest or on your shoulder, and it's about to stab you in the neck. And yeah, I just, I love the teamwork here between Anasui and Weather Report. Like, Anasui didn't need to be told by Weather Report what his plan was. He could just anticipate it, because Anasui has always been a very perceptive character. And he continues on being Weather Report's fucking cheerleader, and I'm here for it. He says, um, I think at one point when Poochie breaks off a couple of the blood spears and hurls them at Weather Report, Anasui chimes in saying that the blood spears are nothing to Weather Report. And uh, we see that Weather Report uses that to his advantage. I'm not sure if it's here or if it was in the earlier moments when Anasui was cheering on uh, Weather Report. But at some point, Anasui said something about this being no problem for Weather Report to win or, you know, that he's stronger than his brother, so he's going to win for sure. And I'm thinking, bro, don't jinx it. You just gave a big red flag. (laughs) That's like any sports fan who's like overconfident in their team saying, oh, we got this in the bag. And then like they end up eating their own words later on yeah i was kind of like oh no don't do that on a suey but he did it and we all know what happens pretty soon here but once weather report subdues poochie you got poochie here pleading with him saying you know weather report i could have killed you while you were in prison but i wanted to find a way to save you so that we could both prosper and you know take on this power but luckily weather report doesn't fall for it and he calls him evil and says it's even more disappointing when an evil person can't see just how truly evil they are. Or the kind of evil that doesn't realize it's evil is the most disgusting one of them all. There you go. And I I, I don't know, like, do you think Poochie was somewhat genuine in what he was saying? Because he could have killed Weatherport in prison, but he kept him alive this entire time. Do you think he kept him alive, at least partially, because that's his brother and he was hopeful for some sort of familial bond? Or do you think he was keeping him alive for his own advantage. Yeah, I think I talked about this in the previous episode. I There might be a tinge of guilt that Poochie feels having subjected his brother's brother through the past traumas of, of the family drama. And I think I reasoned that this, like Poochie intentionally keeping Weather Report alive in prison without his memories is sort of his way to atone for his sins against Weather Report. Because I, I feel like with Poochie being a man of the cloth, it wouldn't feel right for him to just get rid of uh, Weather Report then and there. Yeah, I could see that. I I think ultimately Weather Report made the right call by not letting any of Poochie's words face him in the slightest. He didn't even hesitate to call him evil. And I think based on what Weather Report had been through and even what he had seen in these recent moments, or not moments, but in these recent days of, you know, Jolene entering the story and Poochie basically trying to kill everyone and successfully killing Foo Fighters, I think Weather Report had just had enough. Plus, I I don't think Poochie was actually genuine in his words of saying, oh, I I kept you in the prison because I was trying to find a way to save you. Because at the same time that he's telling this to Weather Report, it's almost like he's buying time because in his head he's counting the prime numbers again for himself to calm down yeah, and hoping that fate works in his favor, which unfortunately 
it does in the very next moment. Yup, because just as Weatherport is about to land the finishing blow, the car comes crashing into the area that they're in. And I question, you know, is that part of fate? Do we think that it wasn't Weatherport's fate to end Pucci and therefore it was predetermined at some point that there was going to be a distraction, there was going to be something that caused Weatherport to ultimately fail in his goal? Because... We even learned that maybe it's not even Jolene's fate to end Poochie. <laughs> maybe it's all thanks to Emporio and Weatherport the Stand. But either way, I think um, there was some force here at play. Gravity was at play and made that decision, even though it's not what Weatherport had wanted. Which is kind of interesting, considering that you know whenever Jolene is part of a situation, it feels like fate works in her favor especially with her fight against um, Rikiel, where she just happened to get the up, gain the upper hand over him. But here, it's the complete opposite, where it's leading her friend Weatherport to a doomed fate. And I, don't, I, I feel like you could also chalk this up to them having Versus along for the ride, because he was the one who actually ended up hitting Weatherport and Poochie. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, did he sense where they were at and purposely, like, aim right for that area? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like he was the one who, who brought the bad vibes. But then you have to also consider that without Versus, Weather Report wouldn't have gotten his memories back. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. They're all interconnected. Yeah. After everyone kind of gets their bearings from the car crash, we we see Poochie ultimately kill weather report by adding him to the donut gang mm -hmm. but the weird thing is poochie had actually killed weather report moments earlier and used versus ability to manifest multiple memory copies of that moment um likely to distract everyone so that he could get away and then we get the confirmation and it's it's a it's a slow soft confirmation that weather report is no longer with us because first the snails vanish and everyone turns back into their normal selves. Then Jolene realizes she can't feel weather reports presence anymore. And then of course, Emporio is standing over his body. And then Hermes says, Jolene, the wind has stopped. And Emporio says, Jolene, the rainbows have gone. And it's just like this slow reveal to weather report actually being dead on the sidewalk. And it's just so fucking sad because Jolene has to now wrestle with two things, with accepting the fact that Weather Report is dead and she couldn't save him, but also with the potential guilt of whether the car crash or them coming after Weather Report is what actually caused his demise. Yeah, that's, again, that's the wild thing about how they are, or how the story deals with fate in this sense. Um, and hearing you say or repeat the lines of like the the wind has stopped and the the rainbows are gone. Like what a what a poetic way to herald the demise of of this character. Yeah, and you just have stillness in in the air, stillness in the weather because weather report isn't able to control it anymore. There's nothing going on to impact it. And then you have Anasui who tries to comfort Jolene a little bit by saying that, you know, he's a Anasui himself is not maybe the greatest person. He's not done some of the best things. He's never really had attachments with people, but he feels that, you know, despite all of that, he cares about the Joe Bros 
And that's the same with Weather Report. Weather Report had been through some shit. He even had his memories removed and, and was like an empty shell of a person almost. But then upon meeting the Joe Bros, he found a new purpose. And then even after his memories returned to him, he never lost that new purpose. He just had two purposes now. It's also kind of sad that it's Anasui who kind of had to tell Jolene and the rest of the prison posse that Weather had died because they didn't see it happen with their own eyes. I think that's that's also what makes this sad is that they weren't there to witness it in person. And then they discover a disc with Weather Report's stand on it. And I was a bit confused by this. Are they saying that in the final moments that Weather Report and Pucci were struggling, um, that he was able to make Pucci turn his stand into a disc? Um, I don't know if this is where, again, Pucci punched Weather Report so hard that the disc just popped out. <laughs> um, but my that brings me to a question I had rewatching this part is why would Pucci purposely leave Weather Report's stand disc behind if he knew the destruction that it would cause, not only to everyone like in the world, but also to his plan? I don't think he knew that. I think he thought, well, whatever, he's dead. Like, now one of my biggest threats is gone. Now I just have to worry about Jolene. I would have expected Pucci to be smarter than that. True, but he's already made a couple of pretty big mistakes, and this is why things are the the way they are. I don't know, but we we'll, we know it's part of fate. There's a reason the disc was created. Um, that weather report the stand was preserved, and it is mm-hmm. a very important reason. I mean, a critical reason to the end of this story. Yeah, I feel like seeing the disc there was almost like a spoiler as to what's going to happen <laughs> later on, because you know, like that's. This is going to be the dangling thread as we enter the basically the finale of Stone Ocean is that Weather Report's still around and he's still in a way able to to fuck with whatever Poochie's trying to do. We did have this question come up several episodes ago where we wondered what happens to a disc when somebody dies. And here's kind of like confirmation of that. I think we've gotten confirmation in other ways, but here's another piece of uh, evidence that even when somebody dies, the disc itself continues to survive. So I thought that was pretty interesting since we had had uh, a pretty lengthy conversation about it or some, some theories about it. But alas, then there were four. Yeah, and Jolene says that she wishes she could talk to Weather Report one more time. And I stopped and thought to myself, wait, she hasn't actually seen him since the first core, right? Yeah, because it was the the fake weather report that they saw in the in the marshlands with the green baby. Because that was Poochie or White Snake or Poochie or whichever of them. So that makes it even harder for her. Like that that adds more weight to that desire, her wishing that she could talk to him one more time. She didn't even get that for weeks or days or weeks or whatever, however long the second core took place plus as part of the third core that's that's kind of crazy to think and then you brought up something that kind of blew my mind as well about Hermes yeah I was trying to think has Hermes ever met weather report in person or like interacted with him yeah I'm thinking back to like the first or second core because Hermes was taken out uh after her fight with sport max Sports Max in the second core, right? 
But then Weatherport was previously taken out after that battle at the warehouse. Yeah, and he was in the medical ward for quite some time. But then after Foo Fighters died, he had isolated himself. And I think it was Emporio who was keeping him updated on the ongoings of the Joe Bros. Yeah, so add that to the fact that they never actually get to properly say goodbye to Weather Report. And, oh, man, that just, that's just sad. Like, even if someone had to, like, experience this in real life where you haven't talked to someone in so long and then you, you find out that they've passed away and you didn't get to say goodbye to them. Like, that's a that's a very deeply emotionally distraught feeling. And that makes me think, too, we never get weather report in the golden clouds the way we do with foo fighters or like buterati from part five do we think that's because araki had planned to bring him back in the new universe Mm, because i didn't think of that with foo fighters not coming back in the new universe i mean that is a very finite death and so she had her moment to like say goodbye as she ascended into the clouds <laughs> with Jolene. Uh, but Weatherport never got that. And I kind of was thinking about it. I'm like, that's really sad. Why didn't he get that? But then I'm like, oh, wait, he's the hitchhiker from the final episode. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, but with his his stand being about weather, you could have seen him like being lifted. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> poor weather report. But ultimately, this Jobro group is so different from others in other JoJo parts because you don't have everyone's paths crossing. Some of these people never meet in this group. And I, I can only really think of Fugo from part five, never meeting Trish. But did he meet Trish? He did. I thought he was the one who es- helped escort her with uh, Passione. Yeah, and then Bucci he ultimately, Game. when they realized that Diavolo wanted to kill her, he was like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so even like the Joe Bros of part five have all met, the Joe Bros of part four have all met, mm-hmm. and the Joe Bros of part three have all met. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a very, very unique group. Um, where we just don't get to see certain interactions take place. But they all came together to fight the good fight, and that's all that matters. And that brings us to our final thoughts for Part 6, Episode 32, Heavy Weather 3. So, were you able to weather through the tragic events of this episode? No, <laughs> I'm still distraught. Even though I knew it was coming, I still can't handle it. I think David Production did a fantastic job of adapting this final fight and the final moments for Weather Report into the anime, and I I felt it. I felt it in the end um, when Weather Report was so close to achieving his goal that had been taken from him for so many years, and when Jolene took that that moment to wonder if it was all her fault that her friend had died that's rough that is so rough and to think how long they've gone without talking to each other or seeing each other and yet they were all still on the same page aligned toward the same goal of stopping poochie and ultimately saving the world although weather report questionably was like i don't really care about the world either way i i think this was a beautiful send-off for weather report if he had to die this is the way to go with a really intense fight. Him stopping at nothing to get at Poochie, even when both of his legs are cut off. 
And honestly, we right there to cheer him on along the way, even when he's worried about Weather Report's memories causing him to do something evil. I think at the root of it all, he knows that Weather Report is a good guy. He does care about them. And that's why he he was the cheerleader throughout the entire episode. So I am sad that we will not have any more Weather Report until the final moments of Stone Ocean. But it is what it is. And he had his moment to shine. What about you? Yeah, this was a sad episode. I mean, we bear witness to another crushing blow to the prison posse with Weather Report's demise. Although I guess anyone could have forecasted this with how much focus the heavy weather arc placed on the prisoner with a puffy hat. Or is it puffy hair? That still still remains to be answered. We'll but, find the answer out when we get the answer around Jotaro's hat. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the fight leading up to the battle between him and Poochie did get to the typical levels of confusing that have kind of permeated this part of JoJo, especially with how heavy weather exactly works. So I couldn't really savor this being the epic conclusion to this tale of two beleaguered brothers in a family drama that almost rivals the insanity of the family drama of the Joe stars, but it is still tragic nonetheless. However, I had a gut feeling that we wouldn't technically see the last of Weather Report, given that his stand disc still exists. So that leads me to believe, or that led me to believe that this would be the ace up the prison posse's sleeve and putting a stop to Pucci's plans, even if it kind of happens after the fact. So I'm glad that Weather Report's legacy still lives on in the rest of what happens in Stone Ocean. But like like you said, I thought it was a proper proper send-off for this Joe Bro. R.I.P. Weather Report. Uh, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss his amazing outfit, his fucking awesome hat, his really cool theme song that we really didn't get to hear again. His voice actor. <laughs> his voice actor, Yuichiro Umehara. I fucking love him. Um, but the good news is I can always go back and rewatch his episodes if I want to see him again. And with that, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you're not as distraught as I am that Weather Report has died. And we will be back with more Stone Ocean content as we reach the climactic ending of this story. As always, subscribe to Strictly JoJo on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash thestrictlyseries. And tune into Strictly Anime, our other podcast for anime reviews and discussions. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. To be continued.